0: Okay, so let's move seamlessly now.
1: Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like
0: some gravity movement. M O L M M. what? Feels I'll take it. No, that's true. Don't look at that. Don't
1: look at that. That is made for undiscerning taste.
0: I'll just auto tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. All right. Six hours later. Y'all
1: done, Goddiggly Tango.
0: Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that, if given a choice, will always play as a fox whenever possible. I'm your host, Ben Helms, and with me, as always, is my trusty co-host, at times the Nuna to my fox, but at most times the fox to my polar bear, Gorgon Vaughn. How's it going?
1: <laughs> I'm like, I was caught off guard because Jason's always first. So that was... Yeah, there you go. I'm surprised by that, and I feel like that's an accurate uh, description of our relationship. So hi,
0: good to see you, Ben.: Good yeah. to see you as well. Uh, <laughs> and no podcast would be complete without my big brother and co-host. The drum at the end of the Fetch Quest, the 2D in tutorial, the super shrimp squatter himself, Jason Helms.: So I text Ben uh,
2: three times a week and just text shrimp squat." All caps. <laughs> shrimp squat, Shrimp squats. Mm. um so uh yeah it's part of my new workout did i mention i've been doing a new workout oh my god. Oh! look at uh, how swole we're so swole i'm sorry listeners that you can't see it it's uh, too beautiful
1: it's, you're really missing out
2: i know um but the a shrimp squat is something i've been building up to where you you uh put one foot behind your butt and then you just dip down and touch your knee to the ground and come back up
1: <gasps> oh my god this is my my goals thing except that it. i'll never be able it. to do it i can the, do it oh my god i like it, it only took like six weeks incredible i don't think my connective tissue will let me do it but i'm going to live vicariously through you because that's well, the thing i always want to do
2: on that latter point i have been pretty grumbly today and like uh achy so maybe my connective tissue can't <laughs> handle it either we'll see
1: <laughs> but it happened and no one it can happened. take that away from that's him. right that's right mm, I love don't it. be
2: sad that it's over be glad that it happened shrimp
0: squats I treat Jason's shrimp squat texts like he treats my video texts. Just ignore them until they go away. That's right. I've been trying to keep them under a minute.
2: I've been watching a lot of your stupid videos, Ben, and I've enjoyed them. They're wonderful.
0: Yes, that's why. That
2: is why you're doing good work.
1: (laughs) Why am I not getting under a minute videos? Because I still won't watch them. Never mind. Yeah, right. Forget I asked. Do Do you want that? I don't want that. (laughs)
0: Uh, and Jason, we also have another guest that we have not introduced yet. No!
2: Our special guest today is Dr. Wendy Sierra of TCU. Uh, so, Wendy is a brand new colleague of mine. Uh, we've actually Ooh. known each other for over a decade, because technically we met in 2007 or 8-ish. Something like that, yep. But, uh, but only recently have become colleagues and are doing fun, cool video game stuff together at TCU. Uh, Wendy, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and... Anything else you want to say?
3: Sure. So um, as you mentioned, I study games. My current project is an Oneida language game called A Strong Fire. So um, I'm making this game for kids and parents. Oneida is a dying language, and the goal is to bring families together around the culture and folklore and get a little bit of language learning in as well. What connects you to that? What made you, what drew you to this Oneida culture? Well, Of course. Drop it. Uh, I am Oneida. <laughs> Twice a week. Yes. <laughs> okay. <There laughs> awesome. Awesome. I am Oneida. Yep. That's I'm right. Oneida I'm Turtle Clan. So I said, um, Oneida is my tribe. I am Turtle Clan. That's um, awesome. And in my family, uh, my grandmother recalls in about first or second grade when her family stopped speaking oneida to her. And it was a very pointed intentional break, um, with the idea being that they were going to help, you know, they were going to help their kids do better in school and succeed and not face so much racism and et cetera. So, you know, like her family had lofty values, goals that we all want for our kids. Um, and that's where the language break happened. And that's a really common story. So now, as language reclamation efforts happen, you have a whole two, three generations of families where no one speaks the language. Um, and so it's it's hard. You said this was your
1: grandmother who remembers this point? So this mm-hmm. is, when around would that have been? Uh, early 40s. Okay, so this is right. kind of, you're edging at least towards the residential schools and things like that where this is forcibly happening anyway Mm -hmm. right so this is Mm -hmm. a way of kind of avoiding that forced assimilation I suppose and beating that before you actually have to deal with that kind of discrimination
3: yeah absolutely and it's um it's sad and it's crazy when you look at how fast a lot of this happened so my great-grandmother is the first person on that side of my family to have an, a Christian or an English name, Ooh. and my grandmother is the first one to not have an Oneida name. Wow. Um, so it just, like, it happened very wow. quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think
1: this is a thing that a lot of people in America don't know a heck of a lot about, don't think about. Yeah. Uh, So it's really... Interesting to hear you talk about this and have that family recollection within you. And also that you're trying Mm -hmm. to bring it back in such, I think, a relevant way. So I'm very excited about this.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're we're right about to move into prototyping and I've got um, Oneida artists working on concept art. I've got a Stockbridge musician working on um, the soundtrack was supposed to run a game development camp for oneida youth this past summer and thank you covid um yeah. that's postponed but we're you know we're also trying with the game project to involve particularly youth in the tribe as much as possible um to make this a relevant possible pathway to yeah. get some interest because you know uh a related problem is there are very few indigenous game designers. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so these stories don't get told very often and don't get shared very often.
2: Yeah. I, I was reading, um, some of the, uh, about the, I can't remember what it wrote about our, our cultural team. I think is what it described them as, uh, on the, uh, never alone page. And they, I heard that story or some version of it so many times, um, which is amazing because, there is so little geographical connection between the Inupiaq people and the Oneida people, right? And it's, yeah. the, the connection is the, that sharp edge of colonialism um, that, that unites by, by demolishing people in very similar ways. Um, and, yeah. the, I mean, you mentioned uh, your grandmother's Christian name and the place of the role of not just religion in the abstract, but of Christianity, specifically in a lot of the stories that they had, including one person who was talking about becoming a
0: pastor later in life.
2: And I was like, wow, this, that's, mm. that's some levels.
0: And <laughs> looking up the drink in the song, I was like, Oh, I wonder if I could find like an original Anupiat song or band, or maybe something that i that I've heard of before that has a connection with the, with the And there, there's one song actually from the movie brother bear, hmm. which hmm. I didn't know. It's, 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 uh, I think it's a Phil Collins song. Yeah by there's like the some european choir singing in the Upiak language so i didn't know how like, that's
1: so many layers appropriated of, that was yeah. or if yeah. that was if
0: there was any sort of connection at all other than like <laughs> here's a language so i didn't use that one but
1: yeah. at what point is it insulting to make that the the song right
0: exactly and it was about like someone's like adventure and journey and transformation so there were themes but it was like that's I don't want to like tokenize that if, if I can yeah, avoid that. So w- the connection to what Jason was saying, sorry, was that when I Googled like Inupiaq music or songs, the first, I don't know, 10 of the first dozen or so were all like gospel songs. Wow. Interesting. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Colonialism. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yep, yep. So anyway, keep going. Sorry.
2: No, that, that was pretty much it. Um, okay. but, but yeah, just seeing the, the similar stories as I read across particularly a, a particular generation of Inupiaq people. Mm. Um, so that the people who were in their 20s and 30s weren't telling those stories. They were telling those stories about their grandparents, or uh, they were just telling very different stories. But, but people who were in their 60s or older were telling those stories of firsthand experience. Um, including one, I wish I could remember who it was now, who talked about uh, their teacher you know, being required to teach English only in school they had this mm-hmm. this school um and it was english only but then as soon as class ended he would stop and they would all speak in and they would just kind of mm. hang out and chat and that being a connection to some of the storytelling and collective storytelling that the game uh, really explicitly talks about it's rare to see a yeah. game talk about its cool. influences so directly and so maybe we should actually start talking about the game soon sorry
1: <laughs> yeah no it's good no, I'm, I'm. I do have one more question, just in terms of you know the Oneida community. Um, which, by the way, I, the only Oneida community I'm actually familiar with is like the okay. cult that yep. um, that was from upstate New so, York. Is that the region that it's in as well, like New York ish area? Yeah,
3: yep. Um, and so, um, fun fact about that: they took the name Oneida because of how. Um, the Haudenosaunee and the Oneida um, were matrilineal, Okay. right? Yeah. So you mm-hmm. trace your lineage through your mother, and um, the women own the property, and the women elect the chiefs. Um, mm. And so that was, you know, their sort of free love, free sex in the 1800s, yeah. right? They were yeah. like, oh, Oneida, let's go with that. Um, Makes perfect yeah. sense if you know anything about that particular group of people well uh, <laughs> it, make, it makes perfect sense if that's all that you know about exactly. the oneida tribe right yeah. Yeah. like you can oh, see yeah. why they would have
1: appropriated that very yeah. simplistic understanding yep. <laughs> of a culture um and i guess my question too is you're talking about the the young people within the community that you're trying to engage with this um and so what is the community of the oneida people like now so was is this a group that was on a reservation is this more of like a disparate you know group of people that was there some form of oneida diaspora and they're all over the place like what does it look like to be a part to be an oneida youth or something like that
3: so the answer to all of that is yes (laughs) in short yeah of course (laughs) um so like most of the honoshoni um oneida range from new york up through canada um so As colonialism happened, the tribe got split first between Canada and New York, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then eventually between Wisconsin and New York. Um, So the tribe that I... And they're considered three different tribes now, federally, officially. Okay. So the tribe that I'm a part of is Oneida, Wisconsin. Um, And... Then within Oneida, Wisconsin, um, the story that I was telling about my grandma remembering when they stopped speaking Oneida was also when her family moved away from the reservation in Green Bay. Um, And there was a big diaspora right around that time for the Wisconsin Oneida as there just weren't jobs, right? Right. And it was a a real rough time, um, first of all, to be Oneida, to be Native American, and then to be in Green Bay in general. Um, and so there was a big diaspora that happened then. um the biggest co- group kind of moved to Milwaukee, so they were still reasonably close, but also spread out quite a bit um I think nationwide estimates are that only about twenty five percent of enrolled uh tribe members in any tribe actually live on the reservation right yeah um and Oneida is pretty similar in those terms, so there are um i want to say seventeen thousand. Ida, wisconsin at the last census um so we're the largest band of the three groups um and there are a lot of revitalization and community efforts going on if you're on reservation right mm-hmm. because then mm-hmm. you're you're around those um resources uh you know like the there are street signs that have both the Oneida and the English
1: right. yeah <laughs> on them
3: when you get into reservation land um and things like that um so but obviously, if you're far away, then you don't have access to those resources, and it's particularly a problem with the language because unlike something like french or german or spanish you know if i want to learn german i'll just pop onto youtube and i can watch shows in german yeah. i can listen to some rammstein if i want right yeah. um <laughs> well, I've, that's I've, where I've, I've learned got a well all of up my country. german
1: <laughs> du, du hast. Du hast.
3: <laughs> the only german i know is rammstein and from what little i know of the translation i feel like i shouldn't quote most of it Accurate. that's that's what i know yeah <laughs> um so, yeah, uh, it makes it very difficult if you want to do something like learn the language um, because there just aren't those resources. Right. You can't log into Duolingo and pull yeah. up the Oneida one and yeah. get going with it. So.
1: And if you were to describe to people just like your your quick sell, your elevator pitch, why is it important that people know it? Why do we bring it back?
3: So the, the like 10 second version is that the worldview and the philosophy is carried within the language mm. that language structures, the ways that you're able to think. And so Oneida is a language of verbs, verbing verbs, Ooh. things, that, things <laughs> that are nouns in English are verbs that are in Oneida. There mm. are no adjectives in Oneida. It's all verbs. Oh, um, and so it's all about what are you doing, and what are your relationships, mm-hmm. and it's a very particular orientation to the world and to your community. And you, you, do, you just you get a sense of it when you start to get into the language and to see the connection and the way that it shapes how thoughts are expressed. Right.
2: That was a really good sell. Yeah,
3: I'm <laughs> like sold. I, Thank, I'm you. Ready. Thank you. I'm ready. Sign you. me
1: up. Put it on Duolingo. I'm learning it.
2: Man, I, I want to I language a language that languages verbs and language. Like, that's, that's awesome. So,
3: so, in English, there are eight different types of words. You've got, like, adjectives and adverbs and all that. In Oneida, you have nouns, verbs, and participles. Wow. Period. Period. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. Okay. That's it. And most things that are a sentence in English are a word in Oneida because it's all suffixes and prefixes and modifiers and it's just verbs verbs all the way down
1: i can't tell if that sounds incredibly difficult or or if it would come naturally to learn
3: as someone trying to learn that i would vote difficult okay um <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know good to know
1: <laughs> of course
2: someone from the turtle clan would see it as verbs all the way down
0: <laughs> come painful on. dad jokes
1: yeah that's oof. wow okay wow <laughs> Should we talk about the game?
0: All right, the game. Let's do it. So the game, Never Alone, uh, was uh, released in 2014 and it was developed in conjunction with the Cook Inlet Tribal Council and became the first indigenous owned video game developer and publisher in U.S. history. It's yeah, pretty that's amazing. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that, that's, it's sad that that's in 2014. Awesome that it's happening. Um, but yeah, that wasn't that long ago. But yeah, all of the profits from the game go directly towards the council's education programs too. So they're kind of feeding it back into the community, which is amazing. Uh, and the E-Line creative director, Sean Vesey, uh, built and led a 12-member development team in Seattle that worked in a deep partnership with 40 Alaskan native elder storytellers and community members to craft the game. And I think that was present from when you like first start the game. I, don't know, I played on Xbox. Corey, you played on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think the, depending on the UI you use immediately, it was like, here's the story behind the game. Here's the story behind the story of the game. Here's the story behind the people who created the game, which I love rather than having like a lot of games have like the commentary that you can click on and play like the first 20 minutes of the game after you beat the whole game. Yeah. It's cool to have that throughout. Like here's a two minute clip of like why this polar bear happened or why this, whatever, this drum or this terrible man happened or whatever. (laughs) I thought that was probably the best integration of. The kind of development or the story behind the game I've ever seen. I don't know. Did you guys like that?
3: I can't remember if it was in that or if it was in a documentary because I've given given my area of work. I've read a lot about this game, right? Sure. sure. Um, but I, I think it was in a documentary um, when Eline Media was saying when they approached the game, they had the idea to do an adventure, like an action adventure kind of game. And the tribe pushed back on that and said, like, that's that's not our story. Our, you know, Mm. like those mechanics don't fit our worldview. Um, And so, you know, they went around a little bit on what was the genre of the thing going to be. And I love that, that it's not just the narrative that fits, but it's the mechanics as well, right? That those are a part of what is determined by the stakeholders is the tribe.
1: I think that was really apparent in there. And I was very aware of it the whole time of thinking about this as like a distinctly indigenous mechanic or something that specifically felt developed in that way. I mean, you've got three out of the four people in this chat being people who are in academia Uh, And I think that's, you know, when we talk about like the kinds of like challenging our structures of learning, whether it's, you know, decolonial kinds of or postcolonial, whatever the way you want to look at uh, the way that we teach, the way that we learn, things like that, you start to have to think about, well, what does it mean for different groups of people to be able to share their knowledge in ways that uh, they're often stopped from doing so because of the strict ways in which you know, the formats we're expected to use, et cetera, work. And so when I was playing this game, I really felt that sense of this is an intentional uh, subversion of the ways in which we expect games to play out and the ways in which we expect commentary to work, the way Ben was talking yeah. about it, and that integrating all of this and the way that the story played out felt very much like we're not going to tell this the way you're expecting it to. This is not how that story works. This is ours.
2: I think the first moment that hit me with the mechanics, because um, platformer with explicitly educational purposes, I'm thinking math blaster type things, jump over here yeah. and then learn right. more <laughs> about this,
0: right? The Noah's Ark game?
2: Yeah, the Noah's Ark game. Oh, those uh, wisdom tree games. Yeah, but uh, I, I knew just from, from seeing it that it looked really good. You know, it, it had its own... Uh, atmosphere and all of that. But the moment the mechanics hit me was when it taught me how to um, uh, kind of uh, steal myself. Crouch
3: in the yeah, snow. Yeah, crouch in the snow yeah. for a stiff,
2: for a stiff yeah. wind. And that recognition of the land and the way that it exists as another NPC in this game. And it, yes. it's consistently and there.
3: And wow. from that moment, you were just waiting for the rocket jump, yep. right? You yep. were like, alright, I know you're coming. Yep. <laughs> I know your comment, and I'm just waiting for when I get
2: to do it. And we, it was the yes. rocket jump where I was—I was super excited to. But then the moment I thought I had figured it out, which is like I've, I've got the rhythm down, you know. Th- there's this—it it blows really hard, and it stops blowing, and then it kind of sucks back for a second, and then it goes. And you know, I th- thought I had the rhythm out, and I—I I made this yeah. one jump, and I was like, no, there's no wind right now. But there's just this one little puff that happens, like half a second. It like blows, stop, and then goes puff. And so, because of that, I made this one jump, and it just—I looked so goofy. Just stopped midair, and just like drop into the pit. I'm like, all right, I guess I didn't have that figured out. But it's that great feeling of yeah. of failure, and the way that failure teaches you and the the high stakes of that land. Um, which is, Mm. yeah, I've never been to Alaska, but everything I've heard about it is that is a very, very difficult place to live Mm. and that, that survival is a very real priority and and is always part of your awareness there.
0: I looked at a map of native American and first nations tribes in the Alaska area and the Inupiaq. Tribe is the northernmost part of Alaska, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I don't know Canada geography as well. I'm sure it goes over there as well, <laughs> uh, but it's very cold, is what I'm saying. It's
1: the northernest uh, part of Murk,
0: <laughs> right? Wherever Alaska ends, that's where the world ends, right? So, yeah. yeah, it's the northernmost part of there, so probably the world too. um But yeah, so like you were saying, it was it was cool seeing that being like, oh yeah, so it's not just like cold parts of Washington. Like no, it's, <laughs> it's some of the coldest places in the world are there. So it makes sense. Why it's just snowing the entire game, basically. Yeah,
1: And there's that one um, clip in there that kind of talks about the personification of the weather and of the terrain. And I can't remember what it was called. But again, it shifted the way that you thought about the game to think of it as a character that way. If you didn't immediately become aware of it the way that Jason was just talking about, they then explain that to you and you are... Yeah. sort of okay this this shapes the way that i'm thinking about this that now this is not just an obstacle that's blowing at me right with a distinct timing that i try to defeat or things like that but then instead it sometimes hurts you sometimes helps you you're sometimes fighting it you're sometimes working with it you're you know but it's very much a part of uh it becomes that npc to the game and i think that's
0: really cool we should talk about the elephant in the room, Corey. We talked about it last month. It was one of the clips you recorded that I recorded with your consent, uh, and we put it on our Instagram. And <laughs> it was it Corey dying? saying, <laughs> "I hate dying." <laughs> and somehow, I think you probably died more this month than oh you God. did the previous month. I died so much. I, I played with my six-year-old, and she played uh, for like I don't know, a half hour. And she's like, "Dad, you're dying so much. Can you stop dying, please?" <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I and it's funny. I was actually just thinking a, about it when uh, this just was brought up. Uh, but yes, no, I died a lot yeah. in this game. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would.
0: The respawn points. Mm, the respawn a lot points closer. makes a
1: big difference. I'm big like, difference. I died, but I'm right back where I died.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I
1: just have to not do the thing that I just did. Right. I will say, like the first time that that really was an issue was the um the part with the little like board thing and there's a guy throwing little fireball Mm -hmm. things at you and i could not figure that out and it was like instant death over and it's gruesome too The what i will say about dying in this game is holy cow you die
2: the fox yep. is what, so sad. Spo- spoilers, spoilers ahead. <laughs> let's let's stop right there because <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should ahead. continue this conversation. But I do want to say, if you're interested in this game, uh, definitely uh, yeah. worth your time and money because uh, both it's are like
0: two and a half, three it's hours. Deep yeah, it and look, it's pretty short. Uh, yeah, but it'll
1: take you three hours. Go play it and then
3: come back and yeah, listen to
0: this. It's great. It's a beautiful game. Amazing. I yeah, would yeah. say
3: it. Uh, it definitely broke a little bit my connection to the fox about the millionth time yeah. that I watched him die, and particularly <laughs> no, the millionth time that I watched him die because he wouldn't get his ass over with me. Yes. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> there is only like,
2: one death in this game that matters, and that's when the fox yeah. gets its neck snapped. And it matters for yeah, a variety yeah. of reasons. Yeah. One being that like, yeah. it was horrific, but yeah. two... After that, I had to deal with that stupid fox
0: spirit. That, I love the fox spirit. Oh my I know. gosh, I, so it cannot. You said it moves you so slowly.
3: It. it moves. The dude so, in the footy pajamas? Yes. And, but you, and okay, he's so not looking you
2: sad. You know you can control him. Yes, right? no, I know. But he moves so slowly. Okay. When you could, he's like moving through molasses. And then, But just press A know, and he's way faster. It's not much faster. Uh, That's, so, true. That's, fair. That's fair. So it was one thing to watch the, the fox die a thousand times. It was another thing on my thousandth death when the fox spirit is watching me die, mm. it, he stopped looking sad and started looking embarrassed for me. It's just like, Oh, <laughs> he pulls his oh, little, buzz. little no, fox hat not,
0: down. It. Just like, come on. <laughs> give me, give me someone else. Can we, can we, can another player step his up? brother's so much better.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I love the reason that they picked a platformer. I love that. That's great. Yep. That's yeah. like right in the heart. Yep. Yeah. But, man, I don't like platformers. Yeah, and it's, that's fair.
2: It's a particularly mushy platformer that I kind of came around on a little bit because like, platformers are not my favorite. But, man, when they hit right, like, I love Celeste. Um, I've been playing through a lot of the, the Marios in the Mario collection. I'm, I'm loving those games. Um, yeah, yeah. But a mushy platformer. We love the the cave we played. We love yeah, that but one. A, a I mean, mushy platformer, really, there's there's nothing worse than it. Right. It, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't stick. Like, what is a mushy platform? So, so if you think of Mario games, think about how you remember when you learned pretty quickly that you could jump on like the third pixel from the right with a Mario game? Like you knew exactly where you're gonna land if you hit that oh, A yeah, sure. button just yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This game often it felt like there was some unpredictability there, right? Some okay, leeway. That's yeah, the yeah, mushiness. Yeah. But okay, this game gotcha. there were a lot of there were some levels of mushiness, and I was never sure that it was like bad platformer mushiness. Right, bad, bad mm-hmm. platformer is you just didn't code it well, and it, you're, the person never goes where you want because kind of those windows are too big. This, the things affecting where you might land, might be wind, might be the surface that you're landing on, might be yeah. switching between the fox who moves differently than the the girl. All of the the different things affect that mushiness. So it's not bad platformer mushiness. It's more. Um, ontological mushiness it's more <laughs> mushiness that's happening because of the space in yeah. the world you live in and mm-hmm. the fact that survival is difficult uh in this space
3: that's uh that's really generous yeah. the popular reception would say that it's bad platformer mushiness
0: <laughs> like we don't you, do that on this podcast if okay? you
3: i uh, no, i'm just i'm <laughs> yeah. just saying if just you sorry. uh check out the reception Okay. Yeah. Everyone loves the story, loves the art, loves the sound, hates the yeah. controls across mm. the board. And I get what you're saying like, no, we want to think about it. But at the same time, if the majority of your target audience misses that, then there's something there. Yeah. yeah. Then it didn't then work. Then there's something there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good point. it didn't work. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I thought that was, you know, I played it uh on my phone uh, yeah. And that's a tough way to play this game for, you know, because I was watch I watched a YouTube video of someone else playing it afterwards. And I was, they were playing it on a PlayStation. I was like, see, this, this seems like it wouldn't be that hard if I were using a controller where, like, my thumb was in the way when I was playing it. And eventually I got kind of like a little callus on it uh, from, <laughs> from rubbing my screen too much. Uh, but like, and I felt, it felt very imprecise trying to you know, move from place to place. And I just assumed that was a phone thing, but maybe that's mushy. I, I would <laughs> guess
2: it's differently mushy on different consoles, right? Like, so the PS4, which I played on, was very mushy. I'm guessing the phone was too, but for in different ways.
3: Yeah. I yeah. had previously played it on a console, and when you invited me for this, I was like, oh, well, it's on the phone. That's convenient. I'll just get it and re- replay it. And that was like, I... I actually watched a playthrough of the last hour because I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to fight through it yeah. um, to remember it on my damn yeah. phone. So I feel like the phone is an extra, like, level of how Yeah, yeah that's, it's like a
1: whole <laughs> mode. It's not
3: even like,
1: this isn't oh, the same man. game. This is your expert level that if you are willing to be incredibly frustrated and... It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Corey and I were talking before the podcast started of just like the fact that she played on her phone. And I, the only, I think uh game I played on our phone, maybe a couple, but the first one was secret of monkey Island. And I think I downloaded it like eight or nine yep. years ago. And I finally like picked it up five or six years ago. And it was the thing that started the podcast. I was like, Jason, go download. It's, it's like four it's bucks. Fine. Go play this. Remember when we played this as kids and we both, and it's like the perfect game. Like there's no, nothing's timed. You don't have to jump ever you're just <laughs> clicking you can wait 20 minutes between clicks like that type of game clicker which is what this mm. podcast is built off of yeah the slow clickers the classic helms brothers slow clickers <laughs> built for phones uh but yeah games that when you're like trying to jump away from aurora borealis and and terrible men terrible man and polar bears like i, I could see that being a nightmare
1: yeah it was a
0: nightmare <laughs> i will say that yeah yeah, I died a lot, and I, yeah. I wasn't on phone, so yeah. So, Winnie,
2: you mentioned it being the last hour you watched the playthrough for, and I noticed a really dramatic difference in the platforming from kind of before the Fox dies to after, and I'm not sure that that's the exact cutoff point, but, like, I kind of... I didn't mind the platforming too much at first, and maybe it's because the difficulty yeah. is rising, maybe it's because the switching doesn't feel as, as natural and easy, um, but, yeah, that last hour really, really dragged.
3: And I think that... Uh, The last hour, there are so many chase sequences in the last hour. So some of that mushiness that, you know, maybe you can handle or you can work around or you can learn to appreciate when you can take it a little slower when you have that like that long giant chase sequence.
0: (laughs) Oh, the ice giant terrified my daughter and me. But yeah, she's like, (laughs) was like, hurry up, dad, hurry up,
1: go, come on. I loved those though. Like, even though it's just dying constantly and I'm terrible at it. I loved the entire concept of the chase things. That's my favorite part of yeah. the whole thing was being chased. Oh, can nice. I, oh, I, say, say, I mean, it, I have a horror podcast. It makes sense. It's true. <laughs>
3: oh, well, I was about to say, it reminded me of dead space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause, <laughs> there you, oh, cause, yeah. Cause there's a point yeah. in dead space where you track back through the entire ship while being chased. And I was mm-hmm. like, God, I'm playing dead space and never That's alone. And, like I'm tracking back through all the levels. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jeez. Where are we? We're all the way through game or development. We're just game playing. So any other gameplay notes? My notes are the game is gorgeous. I died. Yeah. Them. So I think we covered those two things.
1: <laughs> well, it was funny, too, when you I briefly looked at your um, notes before and that you said this game mm. is really hard and that that for some reason wasn't what I took out of it, aside from being like my controls are difficult because of like th- just playing on a phone. Yeah. Hard wasn't the word that I thought of
0: for it. When I wrote that, I think it was like, how am I dying? I must be really bad at this right. game. Yeah. <laughs> and then by, by the end, I was like, there's no way to play this game without dying dozens right. and dozens of times. Do- like, there's no way the someone game. like played it and just did, they didn't die because they were so good. That's not a thing. No one's ever done that. So I think when I wrote that note, that was the first thing I wrote after like a half hour of playing. I was like, man, I'm not, I haven't played a game like this in a while. I must be bad at it. Yeah. This game's hard. Yeah. But no, I think that's, you're right. That's not the right word. I think it's just the game is built to have you die a lot. Yeah. It's yes. just, they just you accepted can't. that. They're like, that's nah, part of it. Which is why the respawns are so quick, usually.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, that fox, man. He's so sad when you die. Oh,
1: no, It was, <laughs> I mean, that was devastating. I mean, you to know. be fair, Ben spoiled it. it so winter. I just watched it, like, in his video yeah. first uh, before, instead of me coming across it. Because uh, I, was, I was playing at the time. And so oh, I was, was like, I was probably 10 minutes behind that spot and then well, sent us a video of it and i was like should i stop playing
3: now the the first time i played it i thought i had done something wrong yeah. i was like yeah, it was, Sh- that shit was my i thought. died again yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah. can i fix that is there some way that i can keep that from happening <laughs> fix the yeah and then and then it, you start in a new place and you're like oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so it was supposed to happen
0: yeah <laughs> um did anyone play co-op no Mm-mm. I played co-op for the first like half hour. I was like, oh, I'm oh, constantly trying to get my wife to play games with me, uh, and she has not found well, she a couple games here and there, but for the most part, has not fallen down the like deep love of gaming. So I was like, oh, cool, a co-op. It's a fox and a girl. We're just running around in the snow. How like this will be so fun, so easy. It's going to be a great story. <laughs> hey, last words. I know. How's, how's right. that marriage going? Like, it's like three hours I like long. Where this is going? Right. <laughs> you still right. together? So she didn't end up playing. <laughs> right. Exactly. I live in the basement now. Uh, it
1: looks like it. Hey, I yeah, resemble yep. that remark.
0: Yeah, yeah I know, there you go. <laughs> but she played for the first probably half hour and just kind of was like, it's okay. We're doing great. Everything's fine. And I was like, kept encouraging and checking in and being like, how you doing? She was like, I could tell she was getting very frustrated. And I was too. And I was like, do you want to be the Fox? And I could be the I mean, like kept switching controllers. And f- finally, I was like. Do you want to not play this ever again she's like yeah please don't make me play this i was like okay yeah no we don't i don't want this to be fun don't stop i'll play it by myself i can hit the y button to switch between characters i can do that myself so i, I could see it being a fun co-op she did not enjoy it though
3: you can play stardew valley co-op maybe you ought to like oh, start start, into start stardew valley or, don't yeah? don't start never alone
2: Or there's some other co op options that have just opened up for
0: you. That was the first game that she got hooked on that I found her playing without me.
1: And because people cannot hear his shirt, it's untitled Goose Game. They'll
0: never
2: find out (laughs) what we're talking about. They'll never know. They'll never know. Next topic. Oh, goose game. Untitled uh, goose game.
1: Jason's enormous muscles are covered in <sighs> oh. untitled
0: goose game. Look at, look at them right ripple. That can't be healthy. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Rippling goose. Uh, yes. This game's pretty fun. You with frustration. When I was all done, I just had to question. What's the drinks? Beer? What's the song? I can't. I
3: just want to know what game is Westy 12 So, uh, for my drink, I picked kombucha because I know that it's good and I understand the reasons that it's good and I mm. appreciate it conceptually but I just really don't like the experience.
2: Then me okay. and Wendy pick drinks the same way.
0: Did you see it? Did you see it happen? He always, he always makes fun of me for no, this. No, if, if, we, if you pick drinks the same way, then she would have been like, because that one time when Nuna picks up that kombucha halfway mm-hmm. through the game and drink the kombucha during the game. No, it's always a metaphor for the like, experience of for themes. me. Oh, okay. Mine's the literal. The yeah. lyrics say, yeah. yeah. and yeah. then the fox died. That's why I picked this Yours song.
2: is, I saw somebody drinking water at one point. So no, I've chosen it. that
0: glass of water. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true.
3: So that's my drink and my song. Wait wait wait. Oh, oh, we'll we we'll do all do drinks Thomas, and then we we'll all, all do gotcha. songs.
0: There's an gotcha. order. There's an
3: order. I can yes, I can God, <laughs> Wendy. I can tell. I'm sorry.
0: Yikes. All right, uh, Jason, I feel like you would like yeah. to go next. Absol- absolutely.
2: I and and I went the opposite route. I I didn't do a metaphor for my experience or anything like that. I just did what is the thing that I have been drinking all of in quarantine. And <laughs> oh, it's cool. great value cherry limeade. It is very cheap. It is wonderful. Mm. It is delicious. Just just that little little bite to it, the little sour of the lime to balance out the cherry. Mm. Walmart is, is great value. Brand. Like
1: the is that the generic brand of a specific store? Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Oh yeah. no. no wonder I have no idea what yep. that is.
0: Yep. Yeah, same. <laughs> yep. Great value.
1: Uh, okay, great value. Cherry made so, did, did anyone want me
2: to expand? Are we okay? Um, no? Yeah, oh, no. no, we're moving on. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> Corgan, what do you got? Um, my, I normally, I feel like I either, I sometimes do the metaphor or I'm very literal or whatever. Mine this time is simply hot chocolate because this game made me want to sit and just drink hot chocolate and play it because she was very cold uh, and even though it's a thousand degrees here or was as I've been playing it. I just wanted to sit there and warm her up with a cup of hot chocolate. So if I could sit with her and the Fox and have hot cocoa, life would be good.
0: Nice. Uh, I went with a whiskey, a scotch that I had a couple times this week. I once while playing the game. So there you go. There's your connection, Jason. Uh, and it's LaFroig lore, uh, which is a LaFroy I think it came out last year, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, And it's new to the line. I think it's going to be year-round. But it's um, an expression of Laphroaig that is no age statement. It has scotches that are, I think, as old as, like, 23-year-old and as young as, like, 4-year-old, all aged in that, all, all blended together in one bottle.
1: Okay. And
0: it is supposedly trying to... Basically taste like what LaFroig tasted like, I think in 1815 when it first started. Wow. Ooh. It's like this is a less watered down, it's almost cask strength. It's less like, hey, let's serve this to the masses across the world, and more like what did we drink in this glen when Papa, whatever, Papa LaFroig, I don't know, that's not his name. Papa Lafroy, sure.
1: don't feel like that's a person, but sure, yeah, let's go with that. Don
0: Laphroaig. It's delicious. But that reminded me of the game, of the stories. Being present in every part of the characters and the settings and every part of this game. So sounds fantastic. And it's delicious. You
2: said it was so, yeah. an expression of Lefroy. Was that a technical whiskey term or a poetic bend term? Mm-hmm.
0: I wish I made that uh, up. That's what it's called. Okay. So, like, when you have like Ardbeg, Uigadal, Coryvrecky, and all the, those are different expressions Got of it. of the distillery. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: you couldn't let him have yeah. it, could you? I, I thought it was. I, I was. I was so
0: excited. <laughs> but I like it either yeah. way. He knows more about whiskey than I yeah. did. There you go. There you go. yep all right, uh, and then Wendy, your song,
3: so for my song, I went with Wolf Totem by The Who, which is a Mongolian metal band, so they do the throat singing, they sing in Mongolian, and they play like the horsehead fiddle and traditional instruments. What's a but, horse head fit? Is that like literal, or is that is it called that because it looks like a? That's the that's name awesome. of it. Does it look like a horse head? Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah, on okay, the top. Okay, it's got three strings, kind of triangular. Um, okay. yeah, it's uh, but they're playing, so they're doing traditional language, traditional singing, traditional instruments, but they're playing heavy metal music. I'm so and into that. So what is cool is they're taking their traditions and their folklore, but they're evolving it, right? It's not staying stagnant. It's not, um, you know, we have to only sing the old songs in the way that they were traditionally sung. um, But it's letting the culture move and breathe and be alive. And I feel like that's the cool thing about this game and the way that they've taken and changed and edited some of the story to make it fit a video game. It's not stagnating the culture and making it stay in a traditional box, but it's letting it be alive in a new medium.
2: I'm not going to beat that Um, or maybe I will (laughs) because mine is Corey's Crystal Light song Uh, so those of you who missed that uh, Corey can you give us your rendition of the Crystal Light song again in case we weren't recording (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Thank> you,
3: <Corey. laughs> you're making me you're making me feel like i put too much thought into this jason that's all I'm gonna say. No, no, no. I I sometimes we think about these things.
2: i just have no thoughts left uh i like mm. man wow. thinking has been tough the last couple weeks
3: i mean lots of it is month six of a pandemic yeah so. lots of
2: staring at a blank document mm. that's
3: what happens
0: when you get so swole
3: the blood is going to the biceps <laughs>
0: exactly, sure exactly. Is. it sure is uh Corey.
1: Uh, I got nothing.
0: (laughs) Cool. Okay, I'll go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I tried. I went through, I kind of was trying to think of something similar to what Wendy did earlier, especially because someone uh, tweeted on my other podcast Twitter about um, uh, a song by a tribe called Red, who I love, um, that they, because we talked about Adam's family values in our podcast, and she was like, have you heard this tribe called Red song that uses um, Wednesday's speech from the Thanksgiving uh, oh, play awesome. in *Adam's yes. Values*, and it's amazing. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe something like that." But this isn't. I mean, Wednesday's speech is about like it's directly talking about you know that interaction between the colonizers and you know the violence therein. Correct. And I'm like, that's not what this game is about. Um, and I don't. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to pick something like that that would that misrepresented what the game was about just because it was like a cool clash of indigenous things and m- modern stuff and whatnot. Right. So that was my thought process. I'm sure that there's probably a good song out there by A Tribe Called Red that would work better with this. And I love them as a band. So there's that. But I don't have anything that speaks super well to this. So I apologize. Sweet. All right. <laughs>
0: I went with a song called Blink uh, by Keegan DeWitt, sung by Kiersey Clemens off of the Hearts Beat Loud soundtrack, which is a movie came out a year or two ago featuring Nick Offerman, Tony Collette, Blythe Danner, Ted Danson, uh, and Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. But it's a song, or it's a movie about a dad who is in a band trying to get his daughter to be in a band with him. So it's like my dream movie, <laughs> although I guess his wife dies, so maybe not. But anyway, oh, ooh. yeah, anyway. It's a sad song about like missing a lost love, but the lyrics line up really well with that moment we were all talking about. But right after that, when Nuna is burying Fox in the snow and she's crying and like as frustrated as I was in playing that game. And as much as I thought I had just lost the game that hit me really hard in like emotionally in that part where she's just like, I feel like that moment builds up really well and they develop that. And it lasts long enough to kind of make you feel it. Uh, and you're not, like constantly dying, which is nice. It kind of takes you out of that routine. <laughs> uh and here comes the part of the podcast where I read a bunch of lyrics because I think they line up really well with that moment. Yeah. So the song goes, uh just want to be with you this evening, don't want to think about ever leaving. I want to burn your memory in the back of my mind so I see your face when I close my eyes. I want one more day with you, one more night. And then it ends, the song ends with this refrain kind of getting slower or getting softer you told me I was brave and I'll remember that and then it builds really big you told me to be brave and I'll remember that and that kind of would be the transformation to the fox becoming the spirit kind of watching over her and lifting up branches and Jason's favorite part of the game but yeah I thought it lined up really well you told
1: me to That was really good. Very moving, Ben. It's Thank beautiful.
0: you. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, I figured when I was like typing it out and I was like tearing up reading the lyrics, I was like, yeah, okay. I yeah, this is the one. Appropriate. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this is the next part is recommendation
2: so station. So, we are now unveiling for the first time ever Ben's recommendation station drop.
0: Bam. station get good ideas on what to watch or listen to. There we go! So Which I think, again, I think I wrote it like four years ago. Yeah, I thought you already had... We just ignored it for a couple okay. years, so I'll just this get it out of there. Right. I, I do that on occasion. first
1: time ever! And then we'll
0: forget about it the next couple months. We'll bring it yeah. back in like
1: March.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and Wendy, I do that on occasion. I just tell Ben that there's a drop here, and then
0: he goes and records a drop.
3: Let me know if you want me to record one for you. Yeah, bust out the, out the heart. I gotcha, yeah.
0: Oh. We might just send that request <laughs> in a few months. Be like, oh, a harp segment would be nice.
1: I'm playing Mario. Mario, Mo. Super 3D All, All Star, something like that. Tell yeah.
0: me, tell me what's happening, because I this is like in the periphery of my gamingness. I know that like Mario stuff is happening. Was there, like, a big 3D thing happened? Jason's playing Mario 64. I know people that are, like, what's, what happened?
1: I quit Mario 64, by the way, because Jason finished it so fast. And I was like, oh, fuck this guy. Because I was, like, I kept racing the stupid penguin and falling off the thing. Oh, and I was like, God, ah! dude. Dude. I feel like I don't remember the controls moving as fast when I was younger. But maybe I'm just old and slow. But anyways, all that to say, N- Nintendo came out with this pack of... Mario games, classic Mario games. It's uh sixty four okay. Galaxies um Sunshine. What's the other one? Sunshine. I never played that one, so that's brand yeah. new to me. Eventually I'll get there. And it's just like it is the old games. You're just playing them on the Switch. They got a little bit of flat because they're Disney vaulting it, basically. Uh so you can only buy it for a period of time and then they're what? putting it away. Uh,
0: but I was a sucker. It's good to know ahead of time rather than just being gone like a Game Pass game where it's just like, and then it wasn't there.
1: It's gone. Yeah, no, we have warning. Um, and but yeah, I bought that immediately because I was like, this is what I need in my life. I, you know, we are six months into a pandemic. What do I need? I need to sit here and play some goddamn Mario 64. Uh but I switched to Galaxies because I was like, I keep dying. And I hate dying. And so I switched to Galaxies. And I also keep dying. But not as badly. Um, But I did remember that when when I started playing Mario Galaxies. It was on. um, What was the one that had the. like? Was it the Wii? Okay. And it had the extra controller. But so in Mario Galaxies. You can like go around stuff. So like gravity doesn't work the same way. You know you can walk around a planet and stuff like that. And the first time I played it, I played for like an hour and a half and I threw up. Wow. Um, and so the other day I started playing it and I realized sh- very shortly after starting it that I was like, I need to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> so it's very fun. But if you're like me and your your brain doesn't work that way, just, you know, keep a bucket or something. It's <laughs> good. But I recommend it. Recommendation station.
2: Nice. Yeah, you might want to go sure. back to sixty four. It's it's pretty great. Uh I, was, I, I know. I, I I will sorry for ruining. The other it thing
1: for you. about playing sixty four is that I've I've played it through several times and thus there's a part of me that wants to be finished with it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, the process isn't as fun because I'm like, I just I've done this. I feel like I should I should be done. So
0: that's I have not played it since in '64, yeah. but okay, I, I yeah. have the same feeling about it. I first of all, it was the first game that I loved just walking around in. Mm-hmm. I remember that blowing my mind, being like, "There's no yeah. timer, like in between levels. So I can just yeah. like run over here. Yoshi's hanging up on the side of the castle. I can just like run." Around. I blew my mind.
1: Yeah, and I'm having trouble doing that. I'm having trouble walking around the way I used right. to love
0: doing it. I I think because I put so many hundreds of hours into that game when I was ten years old. That the memory of failing so many times on every level stresses me out just thinking about yeah. it right now. That's 100% it. I'm just like, I remember those penguins. I remember falling off the castle. I remember, like, it was fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just as frustrating as fun. I also feel like that
3: wander around bit is not as novel anymore. Like, that was a...
0: Probably. N sixty
3: four. That was a big deal, right? um But yeah. we're kind of like everything's a little open world now, right? We even got a yeah. open mm-hmm. world Zelda. So,
1: yeah, that's a very good point.
3: <laughs> so, so maybe like some of that luster is lost, but perhaps recaptured by no longer having the like three handed controller.
0: Oh, I missed that. <laughs> That's what I want. I Need that controller back. That's true. Yeah. You know, it was fun because Jason and I could play together. We each just grab. Yeah. A th- no.
1: Well, it was actually. I found it easier when you did have the multi-part controller to like. I would use that to catch the stars mm-hmm. and galaxies, and use oh, the wow. controller to move around. And I have trouble. To, oh, like technically, go. I can still do that with the controller. Now you can do the right. Are you playing handheld? No, no. I mean, oh, like okay. just with the just the regular yeah controller. Um, but no, I somehow managed to screw up my handheld th- controllers the joystick Joy-cons. joycon things Joy-cons. yeah the Joy Cons. the drift is incredible yeah. on them at this point but on the uh the Wii, when you had that mm-hmm. you had in your one hand the thing and then the other hand your controller that i was like i can catch the stars and i can move well, this i cannot do that i can't do it God. i give so. the
3: drifty one to my kid smart <laughs> this, this is a whole game <laughs> in and of itself
1: <laughs> just try to stabilize your, your surroundings you go, kid it's really fun <laughs> it's the worst yeah. in animal crossing because sometimes it like activates that thing even though i'm using a separate controller so if i walk into my house in animal crossing the room just spins And I'm like mm. keep a bucket no, thank you. No. Keep a bucket. Keep a bucket.
0: Corgan Vaughn, keep a bucket.
1: That's my theme. My recommendation in our recommendation station keep, is a, keep bucket.
0: a bucket. Keep a nice. bucket. There you go. That, that is, uh, I had the, the recent kind of, I guess, my kid had the recent revelation of I, I upgraded her from controller being off or unplugged. To actually playing the game,
3: what? How old? How old?
0: So it depends on the game, but it's happened with my six year old on Watch Dogs Two this week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a great parent. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I will say I play it with the the volume almost all the way down. Okay, (laughs) and I cough a lot when she bumps into people and they swear at her. but it happened with my five-year-old who gets very frustrated. I recently gave her a controller uh, on Never One. I let her play as the fox and just run around in the snow a little bit. And like didn't let her even go off screen. She just like, wanted to jump around. I just let her press A and jump around as the fox. And she loved that. Because I think it was the first time where I like, gave her a controller and was like, do this. And like, she had Wait, control. stuff happens like, on the screen when I do this? Yeah. What? This <laughs> is It was like the connection was blowing her mind. But yeah, so Watch Dogs 2 is what I've been playing. I think that was Jason. I I think that was your recommendation last month, or at least that's what was taking up a lot of your time a month ago. So I got it. And yeah, it's basically GTA with hacking. Right.
1: And (laughs) so San Francisco and San Francisco.
0: Yeah. That that was another thing, Corey, you're like, wait, so you're playing this. Why? And I was like, I mean, (laughs) I like GTA, but you're like, are you just playing this because it's San Francisco? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's 90% of the he's reason. he's
1: basically just trying to indoctrinate his children into <laughs> yes. uh, loving the Bay through
2: this game. Oh, 100%. Wendy, uh, the three of us grew up together in the Bay Area.
1: Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his he sent us a video earlier today of his daughter playing this game. And she's like, and I like the part where you go across the Golden Gate Bridge, or I mean the Bay Bridge. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. you, she knows which bridge is which? Yes. Oh my god. And
2: that's an improvement because yeah. the video he sent me earlier had her saying, and I'm going under the Red Bridge.
0: And oh gosh. Yeah, that was two days ago. So that was a totally different thing. She's learned game. a lot. So I, so I know that some lessons have been taught. Yeah. Right? She'll have yeah. Dumbarton Bridge by tomorrow. Okay. Just give her time. <laughs> Barton. All right. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Not Bay Bridge. I mean, Richmond, San Rafael. Sorry, Doug. Uh, no, in that game, it's the Marin, Richmond Bridge. That's what they call the they Richmond Bridge. They don't have San Rafael. Cause yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Goodbye, San
1: Rafael.
0: Oh, so good. (laughs) Yeah. So that has been taking up all my time and I've been playing like online missions and stuff. But it's really fun just having Olivia run around as the main character. And I taught her how to like drive cars and like she loves just getting on the little Vespa and she loves customizing the colors and customizing all the clothes and stuff, which I love too.
1: When I was that age, yeah, this all sounds great. I'm on board.
0: I love that part, too. That's my favorite part <laughs> of games is creating the character <laughs> and all that. So really cool to just, like, see her in the past, like, four days go from, like, being really frustrated and, like, tr- constantly driving into things to, like, she played for a half hour today at lunch and was just, like, driving around San Francisco and, like, as good as I was, like, doing great. So that's been really cool to see her. Before
1: long, she'll be our new co-host.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> so that's exciting because, yeah. yeah, she was a few weeks old I think when we started this podcast maybe a year old oh, when wow. we started this podcast so it's cool to see her like grow up and just now in the past few months like play these games as well as I am you know just be able to like scroll and jump and all that kind of stuff so it's been that's been cool yeah that's my recommendation have a six year old
1: yeah <laughs> damn it it's
0: a good call I <laughs> know oh, don't have him younger just BRB I'm
1: gonna go uh, <laughs> look for something real quick is it a time machine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, yeah. so they can yeah. now be yeah. six <laughs> Yeah. Skip everything else. <laughs> so that'd be nice. So I
2: uh got uh Super Mario 3D All Stars uh last Friday and uh I was waiting for it to show up all day, you know, checking the Amazon tracking, and the whole family knew the second it shows up, that's what's happening.
0: <laughs>
2: and uh so as I'm waiting for this to happen, I decided to uh start some start the slow cooker, make some some pulled pork uh for the next day. <laughs> and get that going and the, the recipe is you just throw a pork shoulder in the slow cooker with a bunch of apple cider vinegar and then the next day it all falls apart yeah and then you put some spices in it it's great
0: you put the spices in at the end yeah not at the beginning otherwise it'd be too much to get in oh interesting okay. yeah
2: so um so finally it shows up around 7 p.m everybody shut up everybody shut up and get out of the room <laughs> daddy's daddy's playing mario uh no it was was nice the whole family like we gathered together and it was like let me show you this thing from when i was a kid and and you can experience it with me and i have not played it since then since i was 14 yeah and so let's all experience this together and i i started up and the kids are into it and i was surprised that they were into mario 64 and weren't like dad this looks really bad um yeah i've wondered
1: about that so that's really interesting timeless
2: yeah they were they were like okay this is kind of cool kind of weird um I think at some point Maddie said, "I don't like the way he looks as much as the other Mario," and I was like, "Yeah, no, I,
1: I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's... early Homer Simpson. You're like, it's fine, but
0: it yeah. weirds me out a little. Gri- I like the green one better." Yeah. So, so I played. <laughs> I
2: played into the night, uh, went to bed uh, around midnight. And then uh, 4 a.m., uh, my room is filled with the smell <laughs> of vinegar and pork, and. <laughs> My body said, you don't get to sleep anymore. You need to go see if those sandwiches are ready. And so <laughs> I went and had two pulled pork sandwiches at 5 a.m. Uh, oh I woke up before do. the slow, cl- slow cooker yeah. was yeah. done. Um, made my own barbecue sauce. Uh, did it all up. It was great. And sat down and got back into Mario 64. The kids got up, you know, three or four hours later, and, and dad was in the same place that they had left him. Um <laughs>
1: Just covered in pork and barbecue. Just covered in
2: pork. Oh, so good. Uh, I I, I went on to make myself about six more sandwiches that day. Just started, just kept slathering them on, kept that slow cooker going.
0: uh, As a a parent of young kids, the the hours between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m., depending Mm -hmm. on your kid, are sacred. And so I understand wanting to get up at four to play video games. Oh, my
2: gosh. And when (laughs) when the pork kindly nudges your shoulder and says, hey, bro.
0: Hey. You ready to start the day?
2: You know I what's going to happen if
0: you eat me? No one's going to yell at you the no whole time gonna, you're having breakfast. No one's going to yell at the me. whole time. The whole time you could do it with headphones <laughs> on. But no you one's going to trip and get hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is great. Take is So time. around six
2: fifteen, I beat it uh, again in front of the entire <laughs> family, um, <laughs> nice. and it's great that the, the girls were cheering me on. They were like, "No, no, why don't you just throw Bowser at one of those giant mines?" I'm like, "That's what Daddy's trying to do. Just do that. Yeah. But just Why'd throw, you throw it next just, to no, the but, mine. No,
1: but Dad had considered
2: hit." No, throw him against the mine.
1: So (laughs) you seem to be throwing him not against the mine. But what if you try it against the mine Try that?
2: So I I get it. The whole family cheers. Like, it was like we got to experience a a game finale together. It was Uh, really, really fun. And it was nice and sweet. Um, And in between, I started Paradise Killer, which is amazing. Uh, So that's my very short plug for Paradise Killer.
3: Okay. That was short. Google it.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more because it'll be a half hour long. Wendy, would you like to recommend something?
3: Um, well, the most recent video game that I've been playing, I'm not sure I would recommend, but it's.
0: Uh, Remember, it can be anything from throw up buckets to children. That's
3: true.
1: (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be a video game. We don't want
3: it. Yeah. Appropriate because it's I love you, Colonel Sanders. Ah, um, yes. Which I am teaching in class this week. Can you um, tell
0: us more about this?
3: Yeah, it's a dating sim put out by oh. KFC where no. you are trying to date. It's free on Steam. Go get it. Hot, hot,
2: full crispy chicken.
3: Yeah, pretty much takes about an hour. I will say um especially what? after watching you guys' Doki Doki episode, yeah. I was like waiting for the flip. Oh. Which doesn't <laughs> which doesn't come. You are straight just trying to date Colonel Sanders <laughs> okay. um at one point, I actually lost the game because I picked the option to make my big move, which I thought was going to be to tell oh, him that I loved him. Sure. That the game interpreted as I was trying to bed him and Ooh, wow. chastised me that it was not that wow. sort of game. Wow, wasn't dressed game, that way. You that's made all it I'm that's saying. One game. <laughs> exactly. But wow. what I would recommend, I have been playing uh, Betrayal Legacy. It's one of the legacy board games based on Betrayal.
2: I want to play this so bad.
3: Oh, it's it's pretty cool. So Betrayal at House on the Hill, it's one of those board games where you're like exploring as you go. Mm -hmm. So you're laying out the tiles and you're in a haunted house. And then at some so it starts out and it's pretty cooperative. And then at some point it will flip and the haunt will happen. And then one of the people that you were collaborating with is now the traitor. Um, and the trader has one mission for how they're going to win and the heroes have one mission for how they're going to win that's cool um, Do they know the
1: whole time or do they suddenly like pull a card and they're like oop
3: yeah it's it's pretty random and sometimes it's not even the person that start, starts the haunt but it might be the person to the left or the oldest or the highest or lowest stat mm. so like you you just don't know you can't plan to become the trader or not become the trader um, and this one is a legacy one, so the story evolves every time you play. And we're like tearing up cards. Um, groundskeeper Willie got killed last game, so we tore up his card, oh, and he's man. no longer. And then he comes back as Freddy Krueger. No, and he starts tearing he's him. no longer in our game at all. He's just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. There's one. <laughs> there's one specific card. Um, it's like the clock and you can choose to take one die of damage or put a check mark on the card and if there are six check marks you have to take six die of damage and then the card gets destroyed so if we were good people we would have just always took the one die of damage but then it would never blow up in anybody's face uh-oh. But now this card has six check marks, and the next time it comes out, somebody's just straight dying to wow. it. <laughs> um, and we realized this the past game when we, you know, put the last check mark on it. Um, and it was a little family argument about, like, well, you didn't take the damage. You could have taken the damage. Well, by the time I got the card, already had three check marks on it. So it's, nice. so it's good. Kill That's your family. Awesome. Kill your friends. Yeah. What more mm. could you want? Beautiful. <laughs> that's my recommendation. Yep. Nice, that's great. We all have recommendations. I
0: love it. I love it. Have have kids. Kill your kill family. Your friends. Kill your family. Up. Get a bucket. This is great. This is and, great uh, recommendation. And make pork. And make pork.
1: Yeah. And make make pork. And eat it at four in the morning. God, mm. I love us, man. Yeah. We're just full of good yeah. ideas. That's
0: right. Uh, so now is the time of the episode where we highlight a black developer. I think it was three or four months ago. We decided to. I think we were like, oh, let's highlight one of the month games. We have 50. Now we'll go back and we'll play, we'll replay a game. Maybe do a side quest episode or something about one of the, uh, the black developers that we've of course covered that number being zero. We're there, were, there were so we're many critics. Yeah. That was a sad moment in our, the history of our podcast. So, yeah. so going forward. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're obviously trying to play more diverse games and in a more diverse lineup of, of game creators as well. But we wanted to highlight a few game creators, Uh, as well. And one jumped out at me who I was watching TV and I saw a windows commercial. I don't know if you've seen this commercial for some windows, laptop, HP, something. Uh, but it's about a game developer. Their name is Geneva and they are, I believe in the commercial working on skate and date, which is now on steam, I believe coming soon. There's no release date yet, but it's, it's currently in development. You can watch a trailer for it. It looks really cool. Uh, but Skate and Date's the name of the game. It's a it's you're on a roller derby team and you're trying to impress another girl on the team with your sick roller derby skills. That's coming out. Uh, there are also a, oh, I have it right here, uh, an internet glow up games, uh, which created the, I didn't know this existed until now, but the insecure video game. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm definitely nope. playing that this time. Go check that out. Uh, and there's actually a short Ooh. little documentary on Geneva and their kind of where they came from. And their I think the current came out in January, but it still talks about skating day too, but a little five minute, um, highlight of their, um, development. So I'll post all of these and also post their Twitter as well, uh, which has links to all the stuff I'm talking about. So you'll have all that. Um, check the show notes.
1: That sounds, yeah, delightful, it I mean. looks
0: really cool. I like the art for skating date a lot. So, all right. Month in the news. I had a few things. Feel free Monf to throw in, in the news. news. <laughs> month in the news. We have no strict definitions for month in the news. It's basically anything that happens outside of this once a month us talking that happens to be like, oh, that reminded me of a month thing. So, 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 Wendy, you, when your game comes out, boom, month in the news. Month right. in the news. When skating date comes out, boom, month in the news. Boom, boom month in, in the news.
3: It took me a while to figure out if you were saying month mm. or mm. not. Mm. No, no, there's no way no. to know. But yeah, it put, it to- I put it together, but uh, it's kind of what it sounds like.
0: That's fine. Uh, so we and by we, I mean, the other two hosts uh, live streamed a playthrough of the Thimbleweed Park Dolores mini adventure game uh, a few weeks ago, mm. uh, which was great. And please, Ben, don't defer. I mean, you were just as as big a part of this as as
2: the two of I us was... without you constantly whining. Well, it was like whining in the comments? And telling us that we should do it. <laughs> whining. You are whining. No, no, not during the... No, 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 no before it. Before. Oh, before. Hey, you, before. you guys going to do that yet? Oh, for hey, sure. Hey,
0: you guys going to do that? Only because I didn't want to do it, though. <laughs>
3: In my defense.
0: I'm actually quite
2: yeah. lazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's all
3: it was. That's all it was. I don't think that's quite as redeeming right. as you think it is.
1: <laughs> uh can you two specifically
0: do this thing do that this? I don't want to do.
1: <laughs> that I would rather be not great. be a part of. Anyway,
0: so that I believe is still up on twitch.tv slash Dr Helmstreet. We'll link to that as well. Uh, it was like an hour, hour and a half long.
2: It went really well. Yeah, it it like, actually yeah, took a over over. less time to play the game than it did for me to try to sign up in, in our Twitch yeah, channel. I that, that yeah. nobody Never to speak of this for. again. And I, I think I've locked yeah. us out of it. I don't think we can ever get in again. So yeah, I
1: am trying to get into it today? Because I got another... Why did you put your oh. phone number on my <laughs> <laughs> medical? Because offer, you thought it was a good idea for me I to do this good last good year. I don't have
0: good Okay. <laughs> Uh, Psychonauts 2 was in the news. You
1: guys are great. A lot of this show is us <laughs> all just yelling at each other like siblings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Psychonauts 2 was in the news as Xbox, uh, um, had their showcase for, I still don't know the name of it.
3: Xbox Series X or S? X, yeah, no, I X, have no idea what that's called. X Series and S Series.
0: But of what? They're the Series X and S of just... I think Xbox. Yeah. But it, I have an Xbox and it's a Series S. Yes. It's an Xbox no, One no, series, but Met- this, this, Met- Met- this
3: is the S series. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh oh oh! Did
2: you, I get it now. Did you? By the way, see that when pre-orders went up, the purchase of the old no. Series S and Series X oh. went up 700 percent.
1: Those people were confused, and they, they and they got ch- it for 200 bucks. Sick! Oh. Oh, it's so sad. My The Mark, who will be playing with us next yeah. month, he got he ordered nice. his. He's, Are, he's got his he's coming. Are
0: okay, we sure? Right? So that's what he ordered? I don't know if that was easier. Yeah, really, i right? pretty
1: sure it's what the price sounds oh right. Gosh. So I, I think he got the right one.
0: But yeah, so they in their big Microsoft thing, because Microsoft bought Double Fine last year, I believe. Uh, they highlighted Psychonauts 2, which is going to, I guess, probably coming out for Xbox Series S Series. So <laughs> say twice. <and laughs>
2: Between now and then i will play rhombus of ruin
0: yes oh
3: yeah that. we'll do that uh Jason they're, uh, will, they're just buying them up aren't they i know right yeah, they oh, are gosh oh yes is uh, that, actually is that a news item is. yeah it. well, since, we,
2: since we've got you here wendy xbox well microsoft bought bethesda yep. yep they did um who is that who's that guy uh that does all the bethesda stuff what's the famous guy what's his oh, name Yeah, todd
3: howard wouldn't todd it be howard. great if there were a book on him That'd be great if there was a
2: book on him. If somebody would write an entire book about Todd Howard.
3: Yeah. Like maybe they would come out Christmas Eve. Perfect stocking stuffer. Huh? Wendy, do you Weird. have an announcement to make? What? I do. I have a book on Todd uh, Howard. Wow. World building and Tamriel and beyond coming out December 24th. Whoa. Oh. Well, well, well. Yeah. Wherever
2: fine books are sold. Oh, well, Ooh. they're probably on that internet. online. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> OK. And yeah. There's probably people who sell good books, that don't sell that. I mean, I you know, I don't want to disparage them.
3: So uh I I got a lot of people asking me if I had seen that Microsoft bought out Bethesda because they knew I was working on this book, and my only response was like, Man, wish Bethesda would just stop doing things to make people hate him until my book was out. <laughs> like, <Right>? just, <laughs> just wait. Yeah, just until my book is out,
2: please. How long did you spend thinking about writing a new afterword? Oh right. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, the thing is, I started writing the book before Fallout 4 was announced. Now, there were only oh, wow. six months between when it was announced and when it came out. So, like, that was back when they did that thing. Wow. Versus the will announce Elder Scrolls 6, 10 years before it yeah. comes out thing they're doing now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, they did, like, Fallout 4. It was, it was okay. But it just wasn't Skyrim, right? Or even Fallout 3, to me. Sure. I've only played Fallout
1: Shelter, so none of this makes <laughs> sense. Well,
3: Shelter was me, a high but... point. Shelter's Shelter was great. <laughs> <laughs> great. Then they did 76, and yeah. man, like, every time I turned around, I was like, going to have to add that in the afterward. <sighs> <laughs> it's never done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, the funny thing is um, the studio almost went under pre wind because they stretched themselves too thin. And now and so they went to a really focused period of development where they were, you know, like they're only working on their big game and then ramping up for the next one. Um, And then now they're expanding again and starting to work on new stuff that is not getting the same kind of reception as the old stuff.
2: Now, how many chapters have you devoted to Daggerfall?
3: Um, Well, Todd Howard. Three or four? Todd Howard was actually only um, minorly involved in Daggerfall. That was right around middle school. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was, he was around a bit. I want to say it was some like additional quest design and QC. So it was right when he um, started on. Um, So I do talk a bit about Daggerfall because there's a big switch in design philosophy, which um, Julian LeFay and some other people were more in charge of, uh, and then went, which Howard was much more in charge of, along with um, Ken Ralston and some other people. Um, so I do talk a little bit about it in terms of that shift. Um, but yeah, not, not too much. A bit about Redguard, which is one that's frequently forgotten. Um, I, I
2: don't even know that I could remember it.
3: Yeah, well, it was sort of a Prince of Persia knockoff, um, nice. but with Elder Scrolls lore um, and Howard's first big... Uh, Turn at the helm. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how this uh, acquisition plays out, particularly with regards to Starfield and uh, Elder Scrolls Six.
0: Interesting to see some of the PS Five exclusives from Bethesda, who's now owned yeah. by Microsoft. They've announced that they're going to respect those. Really? Okay, I didn't know if they'd made. Yeah. I didn't know if those were just like they didn't matter, even though they were announced no, a that, week ago.
2: I mean. They, they've announced that they're going to respect those as though that's like a kind thing that they willingly did. and not. Right, They don't have to keep that word. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that was because there's contracts that were signed years ago when those were announced as exclusives. Oh, that's so um, nice and of not them. Not
0: that those contracts couldn't be broken, but that it would cost them a great deal of money. Sure. And they'd rather ours, just make money. We will, yeah. They're all about the gamers, man, the fans. That's right. That's right.
3: I did hear some um, people speculating that the reason that Xbox wanted Bethesda is because they don't have any good console exclusives. Um, yeah. And that if they could get, uh, for example, Elder Scrolls as console exclusives, that would be a big, yeah. that would be a big win. And, and
2: supposedly they, they have been really actively over the last year targeting a Japanese company. And so I, I don't know that it matters to them if it's Sega or Capcom or who. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's because pl- PlayStation just beats them in Japan. Oh, yeah. There, there's oh, yeah. like no Always.
0: ownership of the Xboxes in Japan. Mm-hmm. Sony's Japanese.
1: Yes. Cool story, Ben. <laughs> Microsoft points. is what,
0: like 10, <laughs> <clears throat> maybe 100 times bigger than them? I think it'd acquire them. Yeah. Uh, and it's
2: it's one of the things that really keep keeps me plugged into PlayStation is... <laughs> mm-hmm the amount of Japanese games that are there as that are kind of like default exclusives. Yeah. Like I don't think persona signed anything to be exclusive to Xbox. It just, to be exclusive to PlayStation, it just does not occur to Japanese developers that like the Xbox is a console.
3: Do you remember the first Xbox controller?
2: Oh my gosh. It was like hamburger. (laughs) Ah. Of
3: what do they call it oh there was a
2: nickname for it like the brute or something like that
3: oh, no i can't remember off the top of my head now but
2: yes. the original standard xbox controller originally nicknamed the
0: fatty the fatty later
3: <laughs> later the duke the duke that's yep that was <laughs> the nickname that i knew yeah the
0: awesome. duke all right we got the game game coming up <laughs> book coming out anything else wendy that you want to shout out well, do you have a Twitter, Instagram? Where can people find you if they if they want to buy I all don't. your
3: stuff? Man, nothing. I, I don't know. Google, Google. I'm on Google. They'll Google you. Yeah, I'd love yeah. It. yeah. Google. Me. Yeah, I'm only on Facebook because I can't handle more than one social media in my life. It's the dream. <laughs> Feel that? Yeah, yeah. Man. The rest is too much. Good for you.
0: That's awesome. Maybe that'll be me. Maybe next month. Ah, someday. <laughs> Uh, I deleted my Facebook this month. Nice. Did you delete it or did what I did, which is delete the app? I deactivated. Oh, Okay, yeah, nice. No, so I'm, I'm not on
2: there anymore. People can't reach me, and if I ever need to get something from it, I can download mine. Yeah, yeah, that's the.
1: I feel like that's the best way to do it: deactivate, but don't completely delete, so that if it's not, just like all lost. Yeah,
3: that's that's true. what I do with World of Warcraft. So you know. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> that's where you can find me. Hi, Jill. Nice. You Look me up. Sell it.
0: I like that. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So this has been from a few days after we recorded. And uh, in the meantime, Star Wars Squadrons has come out. And that's kind of month in the news, right? That's big Star Wars news. We started this as a podcast about LucasArts games, Lucasfilm games, I guess, originally. Uh, so, yeah, we will be playing a lot of Star Wars Squadrons in the month of October. Jason, you already started playing, right?
2: I did. I did. I just started uh, yesterday. started last night. I uh, actually streamed it three different times um that's right because i kept trying to quit and be like all right i'm d- done with the stream i'd play for like five more minutes and be like
0: you know what I'll, I'll just kick up the stream again was it your audio we can hear you yeah. talking yeah yeah oh i didn't know if that was like the the player saying like i can't see him or like no that's me being he's on me dad i can't shake him I'm, I'm not good at streaming yet i know i'm supposed to like comment on the game but all
2: i can do is be like yes uh vanguard squadron 5 checking in let's check in
0: let's do this No. know I- I'm Rogue Leader. No, I'm Rogue Leader. I'm Rogue Leader. <laughs> exactly. Just arguing with the NPCs. <laughs> Someday. Sweet. So, yeah, we'll talk a lot more about Rogue Squadrons. Rogue Squadrons? That's yep. not a thing. No, I think it's
2: plural, but I don't uh,
0: know. Yep. Uh, Star Wars uh, Squadrons. Star Wars
2: Squadrons. That's There's no Rogue
0: the in there. There's no Rogue. So, uh, back to a uh, month from the news. Whatever segment we were doing. All right. And then next month's game, it, we're going to... It's supposed to be the first week of November that it's coming out, but we're going to push it up a week or two to make sure it's out by Halloween, and we're going to play it with yeah. Corey's co-host on her other podcast, Jack of All yes, Graves. Mr. Mark Lewis. Mr. Mark Lewis. Yes. You want to introduce the game? From
1: Jack of All Graves. Do I want to introduce the game?
0: I forgot the game we're playing.
1: It's Little Nightmares, as uh, <laughs> came up in... I don't know if you guys saw this. Probably not, because I posted it. <laughs> what? I only oh, yeah. use my Facebook to post yeah. anti-QAnon things. And Jack of all Graves content. Uh, so I posted a video of me consistently forgetting the name as I tried to tell Mark what it was over oh, that's the awesome. course of like two minutes. So I'm <laughs> like, so glad. Oh, I
2: mean, your your most recent two part podcast was only two and a half hours long, Jeez. three hours. Um, yeah. and, and it's good to know that there was 45 minutes or so cut where it was just <laughs> yeah, you trying just to tell him the name tried. of the game.
1: <laughs> that's pretty accurate, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's more or less what it is. By the way, it
2: was it was a solid two and a half hours. I really did enjoyed
1: you it. did you enjoy it? Good. Yes. I'm so glad. I've, you I've listened already to, listened. Yep. Uh, that's. I'm shocked because so many people have been interacting with us today about this episode, and I'm like, you Fantastic. listened to two and a half hours of podcast today. The what? Uh, but if you're if you're interested, Jack of all Graves, uh, we give a lot of recommendations for spooky season movies to watch. But next month, uh, my dear Welsh co-host Mark will be joining us. He's an absolute delight. Jason, I think you can attest to that, Mark. Absolutely. Just,
0: I,
2: I just love wonderful. listening to him. He has fantastic takes. Uh, yep. Personally, I don't think I'm ready for the right-hand column yet. Uh, I'm in that mid-column.
1: <laughs> I watched y- Threads y'all were talking about last some stuff. Night, I was not ready. I was not ready. Okay,
2: so, so Threads not re- If you weren't ready, then I'm definitely not. I, like, Googled a couple of the things you said. They, they laid it out into three columns, the left hand, the middle, mm. and the right. The the three kinds of movies to get you ready for, for spooky season. The left hand, you could watch with your kids. Right. Uh, movies like, you know, Monster Beetlejuice, House, Monster Beetlejuice. House. and yeah. then Corey just throws out Poltergeist, you know, fun kids movie. Uh, okay, Mark, I don't know Mark what kids Mark are like. her.
1: <laughs> yes, he has children, I don't. <laughs> uh, the, the middle one,
2: Poltergeist is a great middle column movie, right? Genuinely scary, you want to sit with friends and sure. watch. yeah. Um, but you're, you're not going to be up on that, right? right? It's you're going to be okay. And then the right hand column was, what did you call the, for the more sophisticated tastes? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was the, yeah. For people who are seasoned horror heads and they just want their day ruined every time they sit down and they watch a movie. These are
0: those, uh, is, is green room horror. Yeah, it's on the. Yeah, yeah I think so. Because it's gory. Okay. I don't know if just because it's gory, it makes it. work. I, yeah. I think it's.
1: I think it's. I would call that
0: horror. Because that yeah. would be. I don't know if we're doing right, left. That would be stuff that I think about and like it wakes me up in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah, that keeps you up. That's right? a. It's, that's an expert that, level horror film. <laughs> that's expert level. I wasn't ready for yeah. that. They would not be on their expert list. No,
2: no would we'll not be on our
0: expert list. That movie messed me up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool but yeah so if you're looking for spooky season rex listen to the two-part episode five of jack yeah. graves and get ready for halloween
0: so. little nightmares that whole thing little night little nightmares is where it. that's
1: coming back to that's our game for next yeah. month and yeah. mark will be joining us so if you like welsh accents and you like horror games come play with us
0: that is all we have for you this month. Yep. Um, you can find us at menoflowmoralfiber.com. Our Twitter is momphpod. I'm not going to spell it out. Instagram, Facebook, all the links are on our website. You can email us at m-o-l-m-f-p-o-d at gmail.com. I feel like I was getting complaints about the pronunciation, so I wanted to clarify it. Okay, fair enough.
1: Uh-uh-uh.
0: Check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash That's the place we get money. We should probably spell that out. M-O-L-M-F. Amph. Amph. As always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. It's (laughs) L-Amph. And I am a mighty pirate. And I am never alone. Oh, that's good.